And so that is probably the biggest difference maker between our events and most other people's events that, again, not a lot of people think about, but is so crucial to everything we do. We want everyone to connect because the power is in the community. My guess it's in my teaching as well. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, I want you to to meet other brilliant people because I think about the people in my life that I've met on the internet and have been really big parts of my life. Like one of my very best internet friends was actually the officiant at my wedding or at my elopement. Wow. <laughs> you know, like, so, so cool. there's such a big bond that can actually happen through the internet. And that's not to be overlooked and that's not to be like pushed to the side. Like it's powerful, you know? Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. Jordan Gill is a seven-figure business strategist whose mission is for high-achieving business owners to prioritize rest without sacrificing revenue. She's helped over 400 coaches and consultants work with clients only four days a month with VIP days. When she's not spreading the gospel of VIP days, she's working on one of her thousand-piece jigsaw puzzles for traveling the world with her husband and bonus son. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Okay, Jordan, I can't believe you're sitting here chatting with me and you've taken the time. So I appreciate you right from the start. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for for joining me today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a delight. I'm really excited to get to chat about some of my favorite subjects. Yeah. I, I had Lindsay on the show last week and I was kind of fangirling because we've traveled in the same circles but I've never actually been able to have like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with her before. So I was like so, so excited to talk all things Hello Audio and all things audio really in general. And so, yeah, we could have kept the conversation going a little bit longer. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Love Lindsay. Oh, We're birthday gosh. twins. Yes. Awesome. So let's just jump right in with the first question that I've been asking every guest that's come on is how have you leveraged your voice to impact your business and life? And has it changed or evolved since you started your business to where you are now? It's kind of a loaded question. Yes, it is so good, though. And I would say I've definitely used my voice for those who, again, can potentially be the only in their family. So I struggle with a few chronic illnesses. I am biracial, so I'm halfway, half black. There are again, different elements of, of who I am and as far as identity that tend to put me in the only category whenever I'm in a variety of rooms of people or even my own family. And so when it comes to my voice, I find it very important to share how I've navigated the world 
as an only. And I find that in most like typical circumstances, it's very one note. And so to share your experiences, if you are relating to anything that I've shared is so important because people need to see and hear from you. Otherwise, they're going to get a very one-noted experience and perspective. So I find it extremely important to share my voice around the different things about me that, again, are are semi-atypical and be able to show that, like, I'm still good. Like, I'm still happy. I'm still successful in, in the ways that I find successful. And that gives other people the permission to stand up and share their voice in whatever it is that they may be the only in as well. So I've I feel as though that's stayed pretty consistent. Uh, it's gotten refined, I will say, uh, through the years. But I would say it's pretty similar and consistent overall. You have had a podcast, System Save Me. Yes. How long was that running and what was that experience like? Okay, so I started my podcast about three months into my business. So I started my business May 2016 and I started my podcast in July of 2016. So I think I have over 300 episodes on there at this point. I have, I paused it last year in June-ish. So June 2021. So I had it for five years. That's pretty solid. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I love podcasting, whether it's my own podcast or guest podcasting like this. I think that there's just so many benefits from it. And the reason for the pause was mainly because my business for about a year prior to that had taken a really deep focus into VIP days. And so mm-hmm. the content and information being shared on my podcast wasn't as relevant to what I was looking to be kind of a, a category of one in. So, you know, my team and I were very vicious when it comes to our energy and sure. where we spend it and whatnot. And so we just had to make a decision, like, again, for Jordan to spend all this time doing interviews and then the team doing all the editing and promoting. Is that going to be relevant to get us more clients? And the answer was no. And so we put a pause on it mainly because maybe we'll bring it back one day uh, and whatnot. It was very difficult for me to be like, I'm never going to come back to this. Right. So maybe sure. my own, like, <laughs> I don't know, separation anxiety, but I really did enjoy it when I had it. It was a blast. And I think that especially for a lot of people who like video is a difficult medium mm-hmm. or even if writing is a difficult medium, I wouldn't say that writing is something that comes supernaturally to me. Like if you are somebody who kind of is a external processor or somebody who loves to share, obviously, through voice. And podcasts are, like, the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I think you touched on a few different points there. With your 300 episodes that are, are like, essentially evergreen material that or in content oh. that is sitting there, do you find that people are finding you through there still or that you can reference some of that material still? Or is it just kind of, like, all on pause? Yeah, so I think we have really good SEO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the fact that, you know, we have systems in the name, like we, if you type in systems in any podcast thing, we come up in the top. And so that's super beneficial. Um, I think that people do still find us. It's funny, people will DM me about certain episodes that they're listening to or saw someone share, which is really wonderful. 
I would say we don't necessarily get clients from there and we never actually did, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's not, and that was kind of on purpose. So my whole goal for my podcast was actually to use it as a piece of leverage for connection. Okay. So it was more for, you know, when I'm meeting people and I want to connect with them or build a relationship with them, having, getting to invite them onto my podcast was a way to open a door that may not have been as easy to open. And so it was way more a connection leverage tool than a client getting tool, if that makes sense. And that's not because podcasts can't get you clients. So I don't want people to, to think that because that's not true at all. I had a very specific reason for my podcast, and that was for, again, showcasing, obviously, different systems that different people had and connecting with people that I wanted to connect with, whether it was in collaboration or connection or referral partnerships or things like that. Podcasts are a really great way to open that door that people may not have otherwise been interested in talking to you. Of course, they want to share their story with your audience and and whatnot. So it, it really allowed for that. And that's that was 100% the goal of it pretty much from jump. So and it absolutely did its job for sure. What it needed to do. I think podcasting, just like building out a framework for your intensive or you're done in a day. It's all about having that solid foundation of what are you going to get out of it? And and it's okay that if it changes and evolves with your growth, just the same as intensives, right? Like, I mean, my intensive uh, when I work with you looks a little different because that was like, oh, my gosh, how long ago was that already? But that's okay because. My business has evolved, and I think we need to consider that when we're using any medium, whether it is blogging, YouTube videos, or or podcasting, we really have to kind of take a break when we need to take a break and reevaluate what do we really want to have come of this. Do you think it helped with uh, your speaking? Like, I know you talked about preserving your energy, and I'm a true believer in that too, and that's why I like really talk about batching content so that it doesn't keep going on and on and on because no matter what kind of content you develop and create it takes a little time but if you select certain days to do it it helps do you think all of those episodes and all of those years podcasting helped Mm -hmm. you become a better speaker oh my gosh hands down i i have even noticed actually since i've been doing less of my own episodes that the like things and pause mm-hmm. and those sort of things have come back a little bit because those were things that I really wanted to work on and so I would mm-hmm. say for sure if you plan to speak on stages and be teaching and stuff creating a podcast to practice and get your repetitions in and be more cognizant mm-hmm. of what you're saying at all times is super beneficial. I would say for sure when I was doing, again, podcasting a little bit more regularly did help kind of alleviate those typical thumbs, ahs, likes, all that stuff. Absolutely. Do you, like, I know you've hosted many live workshops. What what kind of sets those apart and makes them so successful? Because I just find it like super fascinating. I've been a part of a few of them, so I know the energy. Yeah. Can you talk about that at all? Yes. You know, for having an online business, I'm very much a an in-person person. <laughs> and that can be difficult to recreate uh, virtually, for sure. So our virtual conference, we've done six times in various capacities. 
our first one was one day and then for two through six it's always been two days and I really wanted it to feel like a vortex I wanted it to feel like you step into this kind of alternate space on Mm -hmm. the internet that was kind that allowed you to shine and share allowed you to connect because I think too often when people create events that whether they're virtual or in person they think about all of the things they want to have or get out of it right like I want clients out of it I want this I want that and you know we also have that mindset however we're also very very in tune with what are things that not other events are doing or other events aren't doing and one of them is like connection Mm -hmm. like you go to somebody else's webinar virtual event workshop challenge whatever they are trying to have you guys connect like there's no facilitation of that which always was interesting to me because i know that whenever i'm in a space that feels really good the likelihood of me being in that space more is heightened right if i have good experience with the people around me and so we really wanted to capture that and actually this last virtual conference in september We had tested on a new community method that was not great and that really made me upset. But our goal with our virtual conferences is that, yes, we want you to join our group program. Mm -hmm. And if not, you may join the second or third, which happens often. And we want you to like meet new people because, again, when you meet people, it's like, oh, I remember you because Lindsay connected us or I remember you because I met you at this event or I remember you because it's like you can be forever glued into this person's memory of meeting this person because it was a good experience at your event, at your whatever. And so that is probably the biggest difference maker between our events and most other people's events that, again, not a lot of people think about, but is so crucial to everything we do. We want everyone to connect because the power is in the community. My guess it's in my teaching as well. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, I want you to to meet other brilliant people because I think about the people in my life that I've met on the Internet and have been really big parts of my life. Like one of my very best Internet friends was actually the officiant at my wedding or at my elopement. (laughs) You know, so so there's such a big bond that can actually happen through the Internet. And Mm -hmm. that's not to be overlooked and that's not to be like pushed to the side. Like it's powerful, you know, so. So that's our biggest thing with our virtual conference and why I think it has a different vibe, energy vortex than probably most other like virtual events or even live events that people have been to. There's a couple of things from that. Being a participant at a couple of them, I know for sure and for fact that the times where I had to step away and I missed like a portion of it and then I watched the replay, I was so mad I missed the live part. Like it's, it was good, but it's not, you're missing, right. you're missing yeah. out. Yeah. The feeling of, of being energized and connection, like you said, it's really, really true. Truthfully there. I have met some amazing humans from being a part of your world. Like when you say the online, it is true. Like you have some amazing people in your world and I continue to talk to them and continue to collaborate because I don't want to lose that connection. Yeah. And the other thing is, I think I think we are craving that human connection. And I think 
I'm seeing more people create, you know, in person, in real life or whatever you want to call it, uh, events, but also like you creating these workshops in a style and in a way that is accessible to others that can't travel still because of affordability or just life. I think we need it and we are craving it because I'm still a team of one. (laughs) I'm hoping to grow, but I'm still a team Kim. And it's pretty lonely out here. (laughs) It's pretty lonely. So knowing that there's opportunities to connect and to build, you know, networking events like this is pretty exciting. And and I hope you continue. And and yeah, if it didn't work, that tool or platform you used, oh, well, try something else the next time. Right. And I think that's it's just like everything we try, like the podcasting, you know, we got to see if it's for us and and at least just try, because if we don't, how do we know if it's going to work and accessible for what we need? Oh, I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about your VIP days? If you're not completely burnt out about talking about them, I just think it's like going back to you uh, talking about how it really does protect your energy. I think we're just being more and more aware of that this world is exhausting outside of our business online and that sometimes you know we just get we get like overwhelmed with retainer clients and then don't know how to get out of them and I I just have had that conversation with a lot of people and it's I think retainer clients are inconsistent and I think we get into a comfort level how do you talk to somebody about how you can bring in a via day or an intensive that starts like turning that, flipping that around so that you're, you have more energy and more time in your life. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't think I'll ever get tired of talking about it. <laughs> good. 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 lights up my life. Uh, so what I think is the retainer <clears throat> method is a great way to start your business. And I don't, discount that at all. It's how I started my business. I think that it helps you to know what you like, what you don't like, what you enjoy doing, what you don't enjoy doing, what skills you have, client expectations, boundaries, all of that stuff. And I think that, again, there is a bit of a comfort that happens because it very much feels like a job in that employee mindset, but you're not an employee. Uh, And so you actually are not any more protected than people doing VIP days. And I truly believe that because there's people who come into our program and have one, two, or even three clients drop them in like a span of a month. Hmm. And that happens, especially when times are difficult. One of the first things a business owner is going to go to as far as cutting is major monthly expenses. And guess what major monthly expenses are? Team. So I think that is a bit of a false reality that you're protected and that it's secure. And then what is unfortunate is most people who have retainer businesses, they don't market themselves very often. And so then when a client drops, they're now having to like paddle upstream because they haven't connected with anybody. They haven't marketed their business at all. And so it's going to take you much longer to get that next client because you're having to play catch up. And I think kind of one of the the beauties of VIP days is, yes, you are going to be marketing more than you technically would with retainers. However, that is going to set you up for so much more success when things are difficult or when, again, you need another client. That's part of the nature of VIP days. And so there isn't such a, it's not as anxiety ridden because 
you're already doing the marketing, you're already doing the connecting, you're already putting yourself out there. And it's not something that you're, again, like two months behind on, right? Where if had you been connecting with people consistently, you probably would be able to get that client back up. So I think that VIP days are a really, really wonderful way for people who are wanting that time back and not having to sacrifice on the end of revenue because you can make a really decent living like with VIP days. Like I had six figure revenues and income for several years because it's very high profit. You're not really, you have like maybe a few software under your belt Mm -hmm. and that's like it. So like it was really beautiful. I think back to those times and I'm like, oh, that was nice sometimes you know like and I love my team love 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 my team uh, all nine of them but there are days where I'm just like okay and so I think it's a really great business model for people who just want to make an impact not have their work take over their life and find a harmony between their business and life you know balance is kind of a tricky situation because I don't really think you can get like a perfect balance with that stuff but it it's a harmony like you can really manage how much you really want to work and how much you don't want to work with the VIP day business model better than retainer because clients think that you're available 24-7 all the time. VIP day clients are like, I get you for this day and it's very clear and you're not going to have the same issues of expectations and boundary pushers and all that stuff. It's not 100%. No business model is 100% free of difficulty when it comes to clients. However, I found that it's just much clearer boundaries when it comes to VIP days. And that drastically decreased like a lot of the mismanagement of expectations between me and clients. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's, you know, there's a few of my clients too that uh, with intensives or VIP days, they're like, I don't have time. So I like your model. Like this is, yeah. this is what I need in my world because I don't want it to drag out forever. So I think that's, that's pretty amazing. I think it can work in the positive for both parties, both sides. Yeah. I've had this conversation a few times with people talking about personalities with marketing mm-hmm. strategies. And I, I feel like that. I would love to hear your insight on how you approach that with your business, with how and who you are so that it feels good and it feels right. Like, has there ever been like a time where you're just like, oh, I just want to take a break from all of this. Like, how do you keep consistently showing up? Because that's something that definitely I have struggled with, and I, I don't think I'm the only one. Yeah. Oh, definitely not. I like to be very upfront. I have four people on my marketing team. That's sweet. Uh, <laughs> well, that's how you see. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sweet. Somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that's there's a secret. Uh, but I would say you still that have to show up. You <laughs> still right, have to show I still up. You have to do videos and like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So I would say. Uh, yeah, personality wise, I am personality wise, but also the fact that I am low energy, like I have to batch. Like if Mm -hmm. I don't batch, it is like a problem. I will say that one thing about reels that has been helpful is it's such a light lift Mm -hmm. for me to record that versus again, like a YouTube video or something that has to be a little bit more like sit down script and figure it out. So I think reels play to the fact that I can be laying on my beanbag and just like record something really quick and then I'm done. <laughs> so uh, I've been able to lean into that. However, I think that it's really important to not feel like you have to do 
something just because other people in your industry are doing Mm -hmm. it or it's like the cool thing or whatever the case is because we tried doing like YouTube for like four months. And Mm -hmm. what was interesting, we did two videos a month. Mm -hmm. Definitely was one of the more exhausting marketing things for me. And, you know, at the end of it, we looked at the results and number one, we were getting less than like 100 views per video, which is Mm -hmm. just like hard for me. And studio editing is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So secondly, the target market was so off. I'm talking our typical target markets like 25 to 44 female. And our target market for YouTube was 18 to 24 male. Okay. I'm like, I don't know what about my content says this is for 18 to 24 year old males. Like I'm wearing pink. I just don't even understand. So it was really defeating. But at the same time, it also was like, okay, we can just like be done with that for a little while. And, you know, we've we've invested in some different YouTube strategies and courses and things like that for our team to get good at it but it's also okay if we just like never go back to youtube and that's fine like it's totally not fine in the world like if instagram feels good to us tiktok feels good to us we do want to ramp up our email newsletter and whatnot but uh, i would say personality wise things that can be batched is helpful for me which mm-hmm. i can batch a ton of reels even at any given time but also Things that are low energy, like longer videos, drain my energy so fast. But like quick, like upbeat videos, like it's fun, it's cool, it's easy. And it doesn't feel as draining at the end of it. So I think really leaning into your energy capacities is one thing that a lot of people don't think about when it comes to marketing. And then secondly, yeah, like personality, you know, if it's if it's an unbatchable marketing tactic where you have to like go live on facebook every day or whatever the case is it's like well just don't don't do that like (laughs) just don't do that and give yourself permission i think your reels are doing really well though right like i think people are really relating to yeah the beanbag episodes like Uh, you know like people can relate to that and and i love that i think you're giving me you know excitement to try it's so funny like it's just something that's been there but not been there (laughs) Right. So I think you showing up and doing that is really helpful. So thank you for that. Yeah, I'm so glad. Yeah, reels are fun, man. And I, at first it was like, if I go back and look at my first reels, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is painful right. because like, I just was like point, like doing the most typical like mm-hmm. reel when it first came out and it was like pointing and you could tell I wasn't having fun. And then I was just like, how can this be fun? Like, how can I just like let go of what it's supposed to look like? And mm-hmm. that's where it's like, that's where people like really that's enjoy great. it because they can relate or they can laugh or whatever the uh, case is. So, Main James Co. has all the resources you need to create audio assets in your business. You can go to mayandjamesco.com and check out all the things. We have done for you and done with you services that will meet you at any stage of your business. If you're starting a podcast or refining what you have, or if you want to create audio to support your coaching business or for your marketing efforts, there's so many ways to create audio. Let's chat. Take what you've learned on this podcast and implement it into your own business. You can find the link in the show notes and use code podcast. 
to get 15% off any service or product on the site. Start building your brand, your community, through leveraging your voice and organically creating income and impact today. What's what's in the future for Jordan Gelb or Assistant Save Me, whatever yeah. you want to speak on? <laughs> for sure. So we uh, are adapting our program, which was six months previously, to an eight-week version. Yes, I saw that. Which I'm really excited about because of data. I don't make mm-hmm. many decisions not based on data. I think it's a mix between data and gut most of the times, but data is definitely present. So. We just realized that a lot of our clients were kind of a, there's a few different, I guess, types. And one of them was like, they never came to the coaching calls, never came to, did stuff in the community. And then, but they did all the self-study of the curriculum and the testimonial at the end would be like, we sold like 15 VIP days. And I'm like, who are you? Like, right. I never saw you. Never not once saw you. Like what happened here? But I'm really glad that you got results. Yes. And then secondly, we had people who were like really focused for the first like two months and like really dialed in and really honed in and then like they were pretty good after that like and there was you know the rest of the six months was cool but also they didn't really need it right and so and of course there were people who needed the full six months but I would say that generally speaking the first two types were more common from a success rate and so looking at that, again, I, I don't really believe in how you've always done things is how you need to do them moving forward. And so why would we continue to have it be a six month process when like the results speak for themselves as far as people either get it done in eight weeks or they get it done, you know, just on their own time. And so we made the decision to do a self-study, which was really great and people are really enjoying. And then we have we're transitioning into an eight week we've done two like rounds of it and that's what we're going to be doing moving forward in january because i think it's it's going to be a really again thinking of like the virtual conference as a vortex like i think Mm -hmm. the eight weeks will be a really great vortex and momentum for people to like move forward and really get the most out of the program because i think sometimes if you give people it's like one of those what's that law there's like a law out there that's like however much time you give people that's how much time it will take I'm like, I don't want it to take six months for people. Like, that's not like goal. So how do we tighten that up? And then also think through from a very heavy client experience standpoint to make sure that the eight weeks are productive for people. So so that's our newest project and where we're going to be putting a lot of focus in 2023. And then uh, some other fun things are I have a lot of speaking engagements already for next year, which is really interesting because... We don't really put a focus on me, like speaking on stages per se, but I think we have three or four oh. uh, next year already. I wouldn't say I do it often. I'd say maybe one or two a year. So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then sure. I think we're also going to be leaning into, and this is very weird for me to say, but like influencer content, okay. mainly because a lot of the reels that have been working well are ones where I'm like, showing my office and like this is the lighting i have or this is shoes i wear or whatever people are really responding to that and are really just curious about like what i'm doing and using in my Mm -hmm. like workspace so 
we're going to be looking to do some like premium partnerships. Not only will they be sponsors for our hybrid event, most likely in September. So we'll still have a virtual option, but want to do in person really badly. Uh, So yeah, I think we'll do that in September-ish. So they'll sponsor that, but then also we'll do some like monthly content around that same sponsor. So really wanting to, you know, again, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really big into relationships. And so if it's a sponsorship, I don't want it to just be like one real and peace out. I want it to be something that, again, I believe in wholeheartedly. So going after like the air tables and some of the other things that, again, we use all the time and we suggest for our own clients. For sure. But then not only do we get affiliate income, we also get like a sponsorship package sort of deal. Absolutely. So, no, so that's, that's also coming next year, which I'm really excited about. My team is really excited about. I'm still like, oh my gosh, my face is everywhere still. But I'm like, when's the day that my face doesn't have to be everywhere? But Wait. <laughs> I don't know when that's going to happen. So it's, right. it's fun though. And it kind of came about like, really randomly it wasn't a plan per se so yeah we're leaning into what's working and what's fun which i think is again such an under under talked about like position it's like <laughs> if you are having fun like people feed off that energy and if you're not having fun people feed off that energy so absolutely yeah absolutely <laughs> that's one of the main reasons why i started this too I just want to have some fun and i love connecting with people and um, this is a great way to do it. If I'm helping others, why shouldn't I help myself? I love that. Before we wrap up with some quick rapid fire questions, how yeah. do people find you? Yeah, so Instagram is my jam. As you can say, you can come and Google at my reels. It's at, at systems saved me, plural systems, not just one system can save you. Uh, and then I would say, yeah, just website has a bunch of different resources. So you can just go to systemsaveme.com and browse around and see what tickles your fancy i would say those are probably the two uh best things and i'm the one of my dms i like to chitter chat it may take me an extra day or two because i'm a real human but uh yeah those are probably the two best places but okay rapid fire questions just a couple quick quick responses don't put too much thought into it (laughs) okay what is the best and worst part about entrepreneurship cool okay best part is like being able to see like your direct influence with people and the impact that you're making, like, cause you know, in, in uh corporate or things like that, like a lot of times you don't actually see like the impact you're making, but ha- being so close to the impact is really awesome. And the best part, worst part of entrepreneurship, think the mental game of it all is mm-hmm. probably what I would say. I think that We as entrepreneurs are very good at convincing ourselves of realities that aren't true Mm -hmm. or that don't actually serve us. And so I have had to put a lot of effort toward my mental game and keeping my stamina and keeping myself in good thought when things are hard, whether it's personal life or professional life and whatnot, you know, that you're your mind can play tricks on you uh, very easily. So I would say probably the worst part of entrepreneurship is like the mental game. It's tough. Absolutely. Okay. Along that same lines, you shake off a stressful jump day. Like how do you, how do you de-stress? Cause everybody's got a unique answer for that. And yeah. I think uh, people are thinking about that a little bit more and they should be. Not 
than they should be. Oh man, uh, me for me, it's like investing in my sleep. So mm. I have a, a very particular <laughs> uh, process for my sleep. I'm I like shopped around for like the best sheets. I have a really I invested in a oh, really good mattress. I went through and tested like several pillows actually recently because I was needing a new one. Pillows are tough. They are, are tough. Really? Oh tough. my gosh! Like so much. And then we have a red light on our in our lamps. So when we okay. are going to bed, it's red light versus the blue light that yeah. will keep you awake. Okay. So uh, we have yeah. like our temperature set at seventy-two yeah. degrees. We have where a melatonin we have a diffuser with a serenity uh i love it uh whatchamacallit essential oils i have actually this thing called sensate uh, s-e-n-s-a-t-e and it's a it's a little teardrop looking thing that sits like on your chest and it activates your vagus nerve which your vagus nerve is basically how like it manages stress basically in your body and making sure your organs aren't all stressed out and so every night i'll lay it on my chest for like a 10 minute vibration session and it literally pulses in different ways but it like it will get you calmed down if you're a high anxiety person like me so cool it will get you calmed down like faster than anything i've ever tried and trust me i've tried a lot of things so cool and it's it's like it just sits there and it just like is buzzing and whatever else and that's been a game changer too so i think it's that one is like it was like 250 bucks and when someone told me about it i was like seriously but it's it's been like a game changer so again i invest heavily in my sleep because if i do not get good sleep then like everything else doesn't even matter i love that i love that okay and last question do you have a podcast or a book it can be either that you would highly recommend that's something that's really kind of inspired you or helped you or or just entertained you? Mm-hmm. I would say a book that my team and I reference a lot is Radical Candor. Uh, it's by Kim Scott, I believe. And it's extremely powerful. Even if you don't have a team, just even recognizing the power of being straightforward in your communication uh, is so beneficial and especially with my team knowing like hey we're gonna have difficult conversations in this journey that's called being on a team and i need to trust that you're gonna have those conversations with me and you need to trust that i'm gonna have those conversations with you and you know the people who've been on my team for two three years are very familiar with hey i can tell jordan hey the way you did this didn't make me feel good or Mm. what you did here doesn't make me feel secure or whatever the case is. And that gives me way more trust in my team than when people don't say what's really going on and then they either choose to leave and I don't know. And it's like, oh, well, we could have, we could have like fixed that. Like that was something really? that we could have like talked about or like figured out. So I think that, yeah, Radical Candor is, is a great book and also just a great mentality when it comes to, again, the power of just straightforward communication. I think communication is key for like life. <laughs> totally. So I'll definitely, I will definitely uh, link that because I, I'm always looking for another good read, and I think others would find that valuable too. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much for your time. I hope that listeners will find you and check you out because you just are a wealth of knowledge and very inspirational. So thank you yeah. for your time. I appreciate you so much. 
Yes. Thank you so, so much, Kim. Glad to be here. Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes, and please join the conversation over on Instagram at me and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.